Let's begin with this idea, right, that everything is interesting, 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 interesting. Everything interest, is interesting where they take everyday topics and bring new light to the subject of science, 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 science. And what are our bodies made of? Well, a bunch of different molecules. So to put this in perspective, Kira and Kira. Hello again. Hello. Everything is interesting. There's so much information out there. Welcome to the Everything is Interesting Science Show with Kira and Kira and Hello. also Jefferson. Today, we're talking about spiders. An army of deadly predators searching, destroying anything in their path. Why did they come? What do they want? In the tradition of the great science fiction thrillers, Dimension Pictures presents Kingdom of the Spiders, starring William Shatner, Tiffany Pauling, Woody Strode, and introducing Althaviz Davis. The spiders in this area have organized themselves into an aggressive army. I've never seen anything like it. One minute they weren't there, and the next minute they were everywhere. Jump at a girl! All right, that was a clip from the 1977 movie Kingdom of the Spiders, one of William Shatner's lesser-known roles. In it, hordes of pesticide enraged tarantula-esque spiders suddenly appear and overtake Shatner's town. The killer spiders seek out and attack humans, causing complete hysteria and a lot of people to throw themselves on top of moving cars for some reason. That's how you're going to get away from spiders, clearly. Well, these poor spiders, that's how it always goes, isn't it? They're sort of played out to be these terrifying monsters, you know, roaming around instilling fear and apprehension in people everywhere. They really do get a bad rap. So in today's episode of Everything is Interesting, we wanted to shed some light on what spiders are really like. And try and smash down the monster mythos that so often gets cast around them. Today, we are going to advocate for spiders. And later, at the end of the show, we'll share some ways that you can also advocate for science. Yeah, so stick around because that's really important. But in the meantime, are you guys ready for our amazing arachnids quiz? We're looking at you, Jefferson. Yes, and Caitlin Morehouser gets to play our quiz too, yes? Woo-woo. Sure, sure, oh, sure, yeah. sure. As if things weren't scary enough. Spiders today. <laughs> I know you're shivering spiders. in your boots no, no. now. Spiders today. The okay. whole point of this is that spiders aren't scary, and yeah. you're going to see why. So right now they are still, though. <laughs> we'll see, maybe, but on a curve compared yeah. to reality. Yeah, we'll see. From beginning to end of. Yeah. Well, they I do think it's funny. They were like, quiz. we're going to end with something to make everybody feel better. <laughs> spiders. <Yeah. laughs> they, may, they may be kind of scary looking, and they still creep me out a little bit, but they're really amazing. So, okay, let's start off with this one. All right, we're going to give you some options here, but why do spiders have eight eyes? Is it because, A, well, the better to see you with, my dear. B, spiders' eyes are actually very weak, and each of them can only take in about one one-hundredth of the amount of light a human eye can process. Therefore, spiders need many eyes to take in an adequate amount of information. Or is it C? Different eyes have different functions for a spider. It's some eyes can see motion, some eyes can see detail. It's B. I, I was going to say, so I'm not, here's what I would have said if you hadn't given me choices. So I'm going to have to think about which of the choices comports with my best guess. You can also add a choice. If but I know, already know that's wrong. <laughs> but my well, guess, I can add a choice. But my guess, what would be your choice? It, it keeps in with the uh, perfect ratio of number of eyes to legs 
has to be one to one. That's really important. I like, in the, I yeah. like that theory. All right. So I would <laughs> have said because throughout. they have small brains. So I would have thought that it would be because the, the, the eye, because it, it'd be so much information for their puny brain to take in that in fact each eye was connected to something different and that they had a different neural structure than a human. That's how it would have been my, that would have been my guess would have because I would have gone to small brains. So my guess is the closest one that you had, what was A was so they could see more things. B was, what was B? Because their eyes are so weak they need eight I was them. so weak and what was C the different eyes have different functions that would be them. closest to C but I wouldn't have said C I would have said something about small brains he's getting really good at this Jefferson I think we might be teaching you things from well I, I listen to every week. episode <laughs> when I'm here we're just bringing out the science in him yeah. it's always been there third grade Jefferson remember yeah, yeah, he totally. knew science inside third, you grade, third grade was yeah. the turning point third, third grade was when I went from bad student to good student I started getting good grades in science awesome third grade. call up your third grade teacher and tell her to thank us um, so okay yes it's not all spiders have eight eyes for first of all, but the ones that do have specific functions for specific sets of eyes. So the answer is C, that is correct. The front principal eyes, they see things in detail and they can even see ultraviolet light. The side eyes are primarily used to detect motion, sort of like predators, you know, seeing predators that might be coming at you from all angles. And considering how tired my eyes get after a day of like staring at tiny details and also gazing at faraway objects and also detecting all the predators that are hurtling at me sideways, Mm -hmm. splitting up the jobs is kind of a good idea. So, okay, next quiz question. This one is true or false. Spiders can get stuck in their own webs. Kale. Probably. <laughs> Probably. I'm saying, I, I'm going to go with you like, because they asked the question, right? And, and we would think no. Yeah. But I would I would have probably said no, except in let, like on a very, very rare occasion. Like if you really wrapped them up in it, then yeah. maybe yes. But generally speaking, I would say I'm typically no. Like they can probably chew their way through. But it that's not the question isn't can they get trapped and die and never get out? But I think they can get real bad tangled up. Like you know when you think you're like, I can carry these groceries, there's no way that I won't be able to carry these groceries. You know what I mean? Like it's I think a question sometimes of overconfidence. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think sometimes spiders. The carpet get the carpenter the carpenter can hit his hand with his own hammer. When you said exactly. chew their way through, my image was immediately of like, Oh no, well I'll just chew my own arm off and I was like, Oh, I'll just chew all eight of my arms off. <laughs> Like the spider didn't think to right, chew the like, web, oh, no. but was like, no, this is the <laughs> only way to get out of this. job today. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, so the answer is it is true. They can get stuck in their own webs. And there's two reasons that spiders are able to move freely around their own webs that we know of. One is that they're highly specialized feet. Uh, their feet are covered in tiny bristles, and those bristles are covered in tiny barbs, which allows them very precise movement and ensures that very little of their leg actually comes in contact with this like viscous goo that they use to catch their prey. Mm-hmm. And then the other reason is because spider legs are covered in an oil-based coating. So if you were to take a spider and wash it with soap and water, then she's twice as likely to get stuck in her own web. Really? Poor yeah. spiders. And if you're washing spiders with soap and water, you should maybe get a better hobby. Yeah, listen to this show and tell others. You just go and follow Caitlin Warehouse or at Uncle Kate. Yeah. You can follow me at Jefferson D. Smith. Those are far better. I'm not saying and follow me is that great a thing, but it's better than it's washing better than spiders. Here And I didn't think that Portland could come up with any dumber hobbies. You know? Oh. Here we are. Never <laughs> underestimate Portland's weird hobbies. You'd probably need special spider tweezers. Yeah. You could make a fortune. Hey, guys. We're going to be are starting to produce our own dirty? line of spider tweezers they are solid gold 
Uh, we'll be <laughs> launching them in the next week, so get ready. Please but support if I us. Am in, if I am into washing spiders, what sort of cleaning solution should I use? Tiny, tiny loofahs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> WD-40? That's, that's, that's oil-based. <laughs> Murphy's soap. Coconut oil. Murphy's Probably oil. Dr. Bronner's. So that's the answer to everything. Right, so Every okay. spider has eight tiny loofahs in their own shower <laughs> yeah. for each of their legs. <laughs> yes, indeed, for each of their legs. The oh, front loofahs man. are only for ultraviolet light. How do we always derail? The so. visuals are so good. Yeah. Right. Here, there's uh, another market, tiny spider loofahs. We're going to be selling move okay, right along. Eight line. times as many loofahs. <laughs> the money. Guys, we're missing our mark. You know how many kids they have? One family of spiders is like all of the loofahs a store could sell. How did you make Sorry, this was not on purpose. Okay, we're going to move on to true or false. If some lab experiment went awry and created a giant 20-foot spider, like in the 1955 classic film Tarantula, which I'm sure you've all seen, mm. the first thing the, mi- the monster spider would do is probably go on a killing humans rampage. Nah, we were close. They're not... <laughs> <laughs> Nah. 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 We're not immediately attracted to them. You know what they are going to eat? Other things that look like bugs. Mm, Like what? Steve Bannon. Ah. Volkswagen Beetles. Other monsters. <laughs> really good answer. I, Maybe I'm, cows. I'm gonna I'm gonna play the game. I'm I'm trying not to look at the notes, so yeah. I don't have any pre- yeah, preparation cheated. even in the question. Cheater. In fact, I'm right now. I'm looking at the plot summary from the movie Ice Spider. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <where the laughs> training for the Olympics arrives at a remote Iceland Lost Mountain <laughs> Ski Resort to focus on training their. Thrilled to find a retired Olympic skier is oh, there to help them train, but their ha- plans are halted when a scientist working at a nearby government lab arrives. <laughs> the horrifying news that a top secret government project has produced giant spiders this? and they have escaped killing and eating everything in sight. It's so I am not looking at the. Wait, uh, are the spiders made of ice? Or they del- no, they're in the ice. They're in the Do ice. Do they oh, ski down it. the mountain at so some point? So we're fine. Oh, yeah. There's no ice. Good. We're no, cool. The, There's no, no problem. By the way, I've seen the movie. Okay, I've seen oh. Ice Spiders uh, featuring... Uh, f- uh, featuring you, pa- you didn't smoke weed. Uh, Patrick, Patrick Weldon uh, in the role of Dash Dashel. Uh, <laughs> but the... Oh, question. <laughs> <laughs> spiders wouldn't eat are they gonna oh. Are they going to attack humans, the giant spiders? You ask as the first thing. And I would say as the first thing, no. Because the first thing, they'd probably make a web. The first thing, they'd probably do something to maybe mate. They would the use, fir- a they're, 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 use a real loofah. They would use a real human shower. shower. What do they eat? They don't eat like a tiger or like a boa constrictor. It seems like they Tarantulas suck stuff do. out, right? So Ooh, they, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get so, to that. So I don't think like gobbling humans would be the thing they do. Because I don't think they gobble stuff. They like suck stuff out. So the, I'd think they'd go somewhere to suck some stuff out. And I don't know if they'd go to humans. Like, in fact, in fact, humans, after all the chemicals we eat, all and kinds of animals. And where would they go for that, Jefferson? <laughs> all right, why don't you? <laughs> no, I think, I mean, look, we don't know because. The ice spiders attacked humans a lot, like, but they were made by the military as an experiment <laughs> well, for yeah. a purpose of attacking humans. Uh, no, that's a really good point. Who Spoiler. made the spiders and what was their purpose? To, and if their purpose was as a military point. weapon, they, right. mm-hmm. then very possibly. To be fair, in Tarantula, it's just a freak accident. It's like some normal tarantula that gets blown up to huge proportions. So that spider is kind of what we're going for. So I don't think they would attack humans unless they got really, really hungry because we are not their main source of food. And in fact, they don't even bite us all that often. 
And when they do, it's because they're in situations where they feel threatened. Yeah, they're, they're really not that interested in eating humans. You know, like a spider's preferred food is other arthropods or other insects. Well, sorry, spiders aren't insects. Um, but that brings us to bugs. maybe... That's what I said. They're, not, said they're not bugs. They're, not, they're, they're arachnids. <laughs> they're arachnids, people. But, um, yeah. but it brings us to maybe... Here's the best no. reason. Here's the best no. reason and uh, why we should advocate for spiders and loving spiders is that there are a lot of insects out there and spiders play a huge role in controlling their population. So this is my stepmother's argument. My stepmother's like argument that. when I say the She's garden right, is full though. of She's spiders, right. she said, "Yeah, would you rather be full of spiders or full of aphids and all other kinds of crap?" Well, you not aphids because aphids are gross and they pee all over my crops. <laughs> Do you want to know how many spiders <laughs> there are per acre? Seven. No, seven. no, no. There's a wait, million. Wait, wait, a million. There's wait. a million per acre. That sounds I, terrifying, but but do you know how? Guess how many insects? <laughs> not okay. Well, I don't have per, per acre. acre. No, 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 no how idea many? Per acre. How no many? Idea. Guess how many insects are out there alive in the world at any given time? No. Guess. Just take you, a guess. You can't because you don't even know try. this number. Please try. Okay. okay. In, in the, um, okay just just throw a number hold out on, there. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> uh, Caitlin, I want you to go first. Nine hundred ninety-eight trillion. Okay, Jefferson. Just just. I'm going to go to sextillion. Six trillion. You're just making up numbers. That's you know, all right. Pretty good. Pineapple fillion. I, I'm trying to figure. <laughs> I like you. <laughs> there are true. there are ten quintillion, which is a real number. I was you were so in the range of so many zeros. So There's ten, and then eighteen more zeros. I knew it was more than a trillion because it was a trillion. I know that number. Right. So, and, and, oh. and I couldn't remember whatever four was. Is it quadrillion? I don't, I don't know. No, but come on. 18 zeros after a 10. That's a lot. So 19 total zeros. This is so many. Yeah. So, so that's how many are alive at any time. And that mm. means that there are 1.4 billion insects for each of us. And in terms of body mass, that's like 70 times as much bug as there is human on the earth. So think about that next time. So we'll time never run out of food. That's true. And neither well, will the spiders. So don't squish them. Right. We're, we're and think, think about bugs. this. Think about this. What would be way more terrifying than a 20-foot mutant spider well, wait, would be a Go giant ahead. mutant mosquito. And that's because mosquitoes eat yes. blood. Which means, in a way, that we're one of their favorite foods, right? And if you let loose a giant mosquito, that would certainly totally be out to get you. I I mean, like a three-foot mosquito would probably be able to drain your entire body of blood in one go, which is terrifying. And if that were the case, then maybe a giant mutant spider that eats giant mutant mosquitoes would be our only hope. So you're saying they should, instead of making ice spiders, they should have made ice mosquitoes. Yeah, or ice fleas. Or ice aphids. Well, maybe not ice aphids, but... Ice fleas. That'd but by be the terrifying. way, when, when you're like with your overall like bug count, and yeah. I do still want to have this debate about whether or not an arachnid <laughs> can be considered a bug. But the I know it's not an insect, right. but I would mm-hmm. still the reason I think bug exists is so I have something to call both spiders Catch and <laughs> insects. Totally, That's totally why fair. I the reason <laughs> can, we have the word bug. You can definitely the, take that word for But you. if there was something that was five legs, I would still call that a bug too because I don't want to have to remember the five leg thing. And by the hept- heptapod, if you're a fan of the <laughs> movie Arrival. What five legs? Nothing. It's a weird <laughs> number of legs. You pull the leg off of. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. An insect An missing, injured missing bug. Foot. <laughs> but I, is, is saying that there are 1.3 billion insects and you're saying, don't worry, after this segment, you'll fear spiders less. Yes. Like this whole idea of having a million spiders an acre did not d- no, accomplish that. No, that didn't help at all. No. Well, because but they're going to they're gonna take care of that that huge amount of insects. So how many per acre do we have the insects per acre? I don't know. I didn't do that in, math. I, um, a lot. Yeah, how many acres in so the planet many. divided and you know by what, if we would have quint- The thing is, we would have even more insects if we didn't have those one million what spiders. What if we just pave the world? So now for the people who are, like all you people like worried about climate change, <laughs> we just pave the whole world, you also solve some of your insect problem, right? That can't go awry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's when the ice spiders come. There's nothing wrong with that plan. All right, what else? Uh, you know what? I think we should skip down to the most important question about spiders because I do want to have time for science advocacy. And the most important question is, 
can even one mutated spider human exist? Could a bite from a radioactive spider actually cause your DNA to mutate and give you super spider characteristics? And if so, could you actually <laughs> climb up a wall like Spider-Man does? Caitlin's crossing her fingers like, please, <laughs> please, I hope so. Come on! Give me something. 2016 oh, and 2017 man. have been so lousy. <laughs> At least let me get one superpowers spider from a radioactive spider bite. If you, if you are you hoping there will be a spider person or hoping there won't be a spider person? Will, come on, oh, give me something were, spider you person. You were so afraid of spiders. Well, she I'm likes anti people. Spi- Here's my problem and with spiders. she likes interesting relationships. <laughs> I do. And superpowers. Yeah. Here's my problem with spiders, and I'll say it, is this. There's an impartiality, or there's a partiality when it comes to what constitute a spider being threatened, and they don't communicate with their body language in a way that I can understand. You know what I mean? <laughs> So, like, I don't know if I just me being in the kitchen at the same time as you is warrant for threat. A cup and a piece of paper. My, my The key to my relationship with spiders. Sometimes I run real a cup fast and, a piece and jump of paper. and I can't deal. Oh, it's a big cup and a stiff piece of paper. If you do a small cup and a flimsy piece of paper, it doesn't you're work. Dead. Is that you're how you're going to catch Spider-Man? You're yeah. just going to use a paper cup and big piece of paper? Cup. <laughs> real big cup, real <laughs> strong piece of paper. They're like, I don't know. This is our only method. In fact, <laughs> how come, how come Spider-Man this? doesn't have a villain? How come he doesn't have an enemy that is like a big, big cup? That's where I come in. Really strong piece of paper. I'm a villain. I'm a villain. I'm like Sandman. And I don't. I don't fight spiders with sand, right? Or even sand powers. Somebody better call Marvel. Electro. Who needs electro? Not, not paper cup an and paper. Who man. would ever fight Spider-Man with an paper octopus? Cup a man. Big cup. Junk mail, man. No. It totally is always junk mail. Comcast brochure that's not that this flexible. Okay. Do no. you want to know the answer to this question or not? <laughs> yes, we do. Okay. I mean, no, because I think it's bad news. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Okay. First of all, today. okay, if we're going to talk about superheroes, we have to suspend some logic. So let's do that first. Specifically, so let's Spider-Man. voluntarily ignore the facts that, number one, an irradiated spider's venom would contain about as much radiation as an everyday normal banana. Number two, since you're a fully grown human and not an egg cell, the DNA of every cell in your body would have to simultaneously mutate in exactly the same spidery way, which is so unlikely as to be ridiculous. And number three, the fact that almost nobody looks good in spandex. So all that out of the way, let's focus on whether a human could really climb up a wall. I'm willing to give that third one a shot. All right. (laughs) Ooh. Uh, First, let's look at how an arachnid does it. So spiders' legs aren't actually sticky, but they are covered in tiny hairs. And then each of those tiny hairs are covered in even tinier hairs, each of which greatly increases the leg's overall surface area. And so the more surface area that can come into contact with the wall, the better, because then each molecule in each of those tiny hairs is momentarily slightly attracted to each molecule in the wall. This is a weak force known as van der Waals force. So for a long time, we thought that the size limit for creatures that could use this weak molecular force for climbing up walls was about the size of a gecko. And uh, this is because as three-dimensional objects get bigger, their volume grows faster than their surface area does. You thought we were going to get away with no science today, didn't you? Uh, no, I was hoping so, we wouldn't. This is what I like. So according to studies done at Cambridge University, for humans to be able to climb walls using solely this uh, momentary molecular attraction... A lot of stickiness. We'd, yeah, we'd need like 80% of our front sides to be covered in spikes inspired foot pads or we'd need size 114 foot. So this was a generally accepted theory until this guy named Elliot Hawks at Stanford University unveiled something that he called his gecko gloves. They're They're adapted to fit human hands and feet and they're only about a foot in diameter. They're covered in microscopic sawtooth shaped structures that greatly increase their surface area so kind of like the tiny hairs on the spider's legs do. And they're also specially designed to distribute the weight of the climber equally. 
So the climber's weight is what causes the tiny sawtooth structures to spring upwards and come in contact with the wall. So in this way, Hawks can easily switch the pad between sticky and not sticky just by changing the angle at which he's applying pressure. There's a video on YouTube and I've seen it. Elliot Hawks, he looks like a gecko climbing a wall, but he's like a really, really slow gecko. So I guess the answer in some respect is yes, that someone... The, the Elliot Hawks would be ugly? No, but the spider man like, would be ugly. No, no, no. If Spider-Man had like big pads on his hands and feet. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't if, look as cool. He wouldn't look as cool yeah, as Yeah, he doesn't inspire right. the same sort right. of confidence. Right. Yeah. If he looked like a big gecko, yeah. he would look less like a spider. He would yeah. look less like a spider. And and while your DNA but probably... But he would, he would sell a lot of insurance. He would sell... <laughs> If he Why? did it. He's making a He's gecko making reference, a I think. Oh, yeah. The most successful insurance salesman. Everybody gets yeah. one a day. It's fine. Yeah, I got it. I still, I'll stick by that but one. But the main point <laughs> is here, guys, and, and, and please, whatever you do, don't walk away from this saying, science says Spider-Man's real, because while your DNA <laughs> probably won't mutate to adopt spider qualities, that's not going to happen. Um, and even if an irradiated spider with the power of a banana bit you, I mean, the only thing really at this point we know we can do using these gecko gloves is to climb walls. Very very slowly so I don't know if we can save people <laughs> so <laughs> I'm coming to get you one foot at a time yeah. okay all right hold on do we have like two minutes to talk about science advocacy because this is a big deal very briefly go ahead okay, let's do it very briefly so um we I'm glad we had time to talk about superheroes with eight legs but we need to start talking about actual superheroes because it is time to start talking about science Advocacy. And so at its purest, right, science is kind of a nonpartisan thing. What we discover through science applies to the entire planet and all of the people living on it. It's not really a matter of if you believe in it or not, because science just is. It's the endless process of discovering how things work so we can better understand the nature of the world. Sometimes the way that we use science, though, becomes highly political, and so science and government often end up intertwined. The policies and procedures put in place by our representatives in Congress are what allow scientific advancement to be possible and to help protect the planet that we live on. Or they don't. So there's plenty of policies right now that are on the table for uh, that sort of have this like misguided view that science is something that can be ignored if you choose not to believe in it, which is ridiculous. And that threatens our collective efforts to protect our planet and advance our society. So <clears throat> our representatives who vote on these policies in Congress are supposed to uh, you know represent us. And if science matters to you, then here is how you can start influencing this policy or these policies in two easy steps. So the first step is to know what legislation is being proposed and pay close attention to which ones directly impact the scientific community. The legislation section at congress.gov is a great resource that provides up-to-date listings of what's being put on the table and where it is in the congressional process. Uh, there's a lot being laid out in Congress, and it's not all science-related, so like, how do you keep up with what is? Well, there's a few different places you can look, but lately I've been using the American Geophysical Union's Policy Action Center page, and if you go to our website, everythingisinteresting.org, there's a link to all of this stuff, including that page. Um, They've got a breakdown of big issues like promoting research exchange across countries, something that is directly affected by the immigration policies our government sets forth, including the executive order that was just signed a few days ago. And the, step, the second step is to know who your representatives are and tell them what you think. Call them, write to them. Even better, if you can, show up in person and go to their town hall meetings. Yes, do Speak that. Up. Prepare yourself ahead of time and voice your stance loudly, clearly, and with gusto. So if you live in Portland, your representatives are Earl Blumenhauer, Jeff Merkley, and Ron Wyden. And you can find all of their phone numbers on our website, plus links to all the information we're talking about today. 
So you might be so fired up about an issue that you're tempted to start calling all the representatives across the country, but don't do that because constituent phone calls, those that come from a voter directly to their district representative, are really the only ones that are counted and reported. Knowing what's happening and making your voice heard is the first of many tools to help you start being an advocate for science, no matter what side of the political playing field you stand on. And we'll help too by doing what we do best, which is like researching the crap out of stuff. <laughs> and in this case, we're going to research legislature and we're going to try our best to regurgitate the information clearly. So each week on this show, we'll dedicate a few minutes to uh, sharing what we found about some policies and issues that we think might be a good idea to pay attention to and call your Congress about. And just like everything we learn and share on the show, everything is interesting. What you choose to do with that information is up to you. That's, uh, yeah. Oh, and I know you guys are excited about this March for Science that's brewing because I'm excited about it. There's excited. no, there's no excited. dates. I can't tell if you're being sarcastic or not. No, I'm. Genuine. <laughs> I, the, the, the marches for nerdy things, I get more excited about than the marches for things that are more obvious because yeah. those are things that need the excitement. We they need do. To be smart crowds. That's true. They do. Nerds, yeah, nerds it's going to be a bunch of people pushing glasses up their nose. And no, I'm kidding. It's going to be <laughs> awesome. There's no date set yet. We Big are keeping... glasses, real stiff pieces. <laughs> <We're>... <laughs> and gecko gloves. Oh, God, forget it. They'll be passing out gecko gloves. Just kidding. Don't know. <laughs> we'll keep you updated. And that was Everything is Interesting with Kira and Kira. Love spiders.